Next Talk, sponsored by nexttalk.org, contains content of a mature nature. Parental guidance is advised. Welcome to Next Talk Radio with Mandy and Kim every Saturday at 10 a.m. on AM 630 The Word. Mandy is the author of Talk, and I'm the director of Next Talk, a nonprofit organization helping parents cyber parent. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Find videos and subscribe to our weekly podcast at nexttalk.org. Are you ready for the next talk? Today we're going to be talking about stress and anxiety for our teens that can sometimes lead to self-harming, like cutting. And we have a really special guest here today. Her name is Annie Veers, and she is a counselor. She is. She's an amazing licensed professional counselor, the real deal. The real deal. And a licensed marriage and family therapist with 17 years experience working with adolescents, adults, couples, and families. She's the co-owner and senior therapist of the Vine Wellness Group, a mental health and wellness private practice in San Antonio, Texas, that serves their clients from a holistic, faith-based approach to healthier living. I love that. I mean, that's just everything we want. (laughs) Annie has a passion for building stronger family foundations, whether it be in a traditional therapy or community outreach opportunities. She's been married for 18 years and is mom of three kiddos, age 15, 12, and 8. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. Yes. You know, Andy and I met a couple years ago when I was writing my book, Mm -hmm. and some mamas had been telling me, Annie and Celeste of the Vine Wellness Group, they're great counselors. And I was like, well, I need some counselors to help me write this book. Like, (laughs) I got to go ask them some opinions about some things. We just need counselors. You know what? We just all need a counselor. Let's just say it. We have all got our crazy going on. Um, And so I sat down with you guys, and it was just, we were on the same page about so many things. We were. um, About what? I wanted to address in the book and you were I know one of the things that I came to you was I said you know moms on the front line are telling me that cutting is a big deal right and is it like what are you seeing Mm -hmm. so oftentimes you'll see uh, we work with a lot of adolescents teenagers um, Celeste um, the other co-owner she works with younger kids even and we do see a lot of kids struggling and um, coping in negative ways, mm-hmm. which can be that self that self harming behavior, um, specifically, it can look like cutting, it can look like um, scratching, it can look like um, hair pulling, anything mm-hmm. that's a um, or even like head pounding, oh, things wow. that are just harmful to our bodies. Mm-hmm. So, what are some things that you see? And I know there's lots of different factors here, but mm-hmm. what are what are some of the main reasons why kids self harm? Well, it's it's to deal with stress. Um, it's typically uh, not something that is a sign of suicidal behavior, mm-hmm. um, like most parents or people will assume. Um, it's actually a coping mechanism, a negative coping me- mechanism. Yes, and um, and they're dealing with stressors just like all of us are, yeah. and um, they get overwhelmed and they turn to something like this. Um, and those stressors can be anything from. Um, overwhelming school schedules, mm-hmm. being overscheduled in general with too many too many activities, no downtime. It could be um, big fears, like fear of failure. Mm-hmm. Um, we see a lot of perfectionists yeah. and um, overachievers, which can be in low doses, very good yeah. for motivation, but not so good when it's overwhelming. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, um, 
I think a lot of times parents are thinking, that's normal stress, you know, oh, that Mm -hmm. happens. And then maybe they're noticing some of these things or they don't know it all. I mean, Mm -hmm. what do you find most common? Um, We we have some families come in where the parents knew about it coming in, where they saw that their child had been coping in these ways. Um, Other parents didn't know until the child started therapy. And um, it was revealed sessions in. Sometimes the the children aren't honest with us, but we keep asking and and keep our eyes on and on those types of questions. And, um, and once it's revealed, then we have conversations. Yeah, we talk about it. Yeah. You know, one thing that you said early on, and we've talked about this when I was writing my book, because I was Mm -hmm. doing a lot of research about cutting the link between cutting and suicide. Mm -hmm. And you said, um, typically, it doesn't mean they're suicidal. Mm -mm, Not all the time. Yeah. What I like to tell parents, though, is and correct me if I'm wrong, is that it's a red flag. Absolutely. And so it's a it's a it's a sign that something is wrong Mm -hmm. that you need to deal with. And if that is left untreated or Mm -hmm. swept under the rug, it could lead to suicide because the underlying Mm -hmm. problem is not being addressed. Right. Is that, that's absolutely right. Um, Anything. I mean, if you see your child is attempting to run away and attempting to do, you know, these are all signs of, of um, that they're hurting, they're in pain Mm -hmm. and, and seeing something like cutting or hair pulling and things like that, um, you do want to stop and, and address it and figure out what's underneath it all. Yeah. Is cutting trendier? Yeah, we're seeing a lot more of it. Yeah. Um, and I think that's also another common misconception is is parents will either have kind of two extreme responses, either a, oh, ever, that's what everybody's doing these days, no big deal, wow. or you know, this is something that's they're they're suicidal mm-hmm. and and not necessarily the case in either direction. Mm-hmm. Um, but they are red flags. We do need to look into it a little bit more and um, figure out what's underneath it. Something emotional is going on. Yeah, we need to figure out what is causing mm-hmm. them to act out in these ways because right. they can be attention seeking behaviors. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it, that's a much lower percentage. Yeah. Um, and even if they are attention seeking, then we need they to kind of look at that, too. Yeah. What's what's going on? Yeah. Well, I, I only say that because I know the rise in social media, certain behaviors have right. become um, more common. More talked about. And more talked about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And people videoing and, and doing live expressions of these behaviors. Mm-hmm. And so I was wondering if you were seeing that in the practical sense of your practice. Yes. Um, and I'll ask teens, you know, what sites are they on? Which mm-hmm. ones are they attracted more to? Whether it's Tumblr or sometimes even on Pinterest. There's a dark There's a dark side of Pinterest, ladies. I've seen that. I have heard um, about that. Yes. yes. Posted some articles about that. Porn mm-hmm. on Pinterest. It's there's, out there. It's it's out there, and and there's lots of tutorials and lots of things that um, kids can be watching and looking at, and and um, but but underneath it all, it's a way f- that the cutting and the, and the pain aspect of it is. Um, that they're reaching more for an, a, a physical expression of pain mm-hmm. rather than the emotional expression. Because if kids don't know how to emotionally express in a healthy way, mm-hmm. then um, then bringing in the physical aspect seems to be something that they're attracted to yeah. um, or makes more sense. Mm-hmm. You know, to take away the emotional pain. And then when people are doing it at school, a lot of them, and they're posting about it. Right. And it becomes then trendy to actually Mm -hmm. normalize. This is what you do when you're stressed out. Mm -hmm. Then that is why we need to be talking to them preventively. Yes. Um, I I encourage parents before they get to middle school. You know, Mm -hmm. it can be probably a conversation in fifth grade that you have. Um, It could happen earlier. But mostly it happens starting in middle school, I Mm -hmm. believe. Is that right, Annie? It does. It can start start earlier, depending. 
depending yeah. on the behaviors, um, because Celeste sees it with her younger ones as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's it is something. It's a conversation to have, and I think parents get concerned about having that conversation because they're afraid that if they talk about it, that they're giving their child that idea if they right. haven't come across it already. Yeah. When mm-hmm. not the case, um, most of the time it really is that um, lo- the kids have already talked about it. They've been exposed to it. Mm-hmm. Maybe they've heard a conversation just in passing. Mm-hmm. Lots of different ways that they're exposed to it that we need to and especially Roach. girls, yeah. uh, it, girls with the cutting, it's yeah. more it's more of a trend with girls. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not just isolated to girls, but we're mm-hmm. seeing it more. Right. It's it's you know, girls are just that much more of an emotional creature anyway. <laughs> um, but not to leave out the boys because they yeah. can as well. Yeah. Um, but they express themselves in different yeah, ways. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so it's it's really important to to have these discussions of there are certain ways that kids cope, and this is one of them, and that's not a good one. Yeah. Um, And finding out what are your kids coping tools? Yeah. What do they use to cope? Well, you know, and what I found in having this conversation, you know, I have an older daughter and a younger son. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, with my daughter, we've had the conversations because she's in middle school and she's right. seen it. And, you know, walk, we've walked through things that, you know, have mm-hmm. happened in middle school. But with my son, you know, modeling this, mm-hmm. like when I get stressed out and sometimes, you know, I I call it crazy mom. We know that. That's what I call <laughs> right. it. You know, that I will, my voice will be, you know, louder than typical mm-hmm. or I'll have a certain tone. Mm-hmm. But I have found that that's a great opportunity to say, you know, mommy's coping with stress in these ways. Mm-hmm. Some people cope with stress in these ways. Right. And it's all unhealthy. Like, we mm-hmm. all need to learn how to deal with our stuff. And when we get stressed out, we need to be able to process it logically. Yes. And, and <laughs> trying to do it when you're not already mad or upset or your child. Yeah. is mad or upset yeah. you do it in a way like you said you bring it you kind of broach the subject from just a, a calm cool and collected um just conversation yeah and people say i wait for the right time to have these conversations <laughs> don't yeah, it's never the yeah, right it's time never the right yeah. time um you just i've had them in the car i've yeah. had them around making dinner i've had them anytime yes yeah. and um yeah you just bring up this is how I cope. I wonder, this is what I see you do, but are there anything else, any yeah. things that you do that I don't know about? Now, let's say you have that mm-hmm. conversation. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Well done. Good. But what if you get some answers you're not ready for? <laughs> what would you suggest for mom and dad? Because it's so mm-hmm. easy. If I mean, I'm taking myself into that position. Right. I can only imagine if my daughter or son said, well, mm-hmm. I, I also cut myself, mm-hmm. how that would feel inside in that immediate moment. Absolutely. It's it. It's scary. Yeah. And I and and I think the first thing that parents tend to do when they hear this information that they're not expecting is mm-hmm. they do panic. Mm-hmm. And of course you want to go that way, but we've but in order for them to continue to share, uh, we've got to stay as calm as possible. Even if you're freaking out on the inside, you know, put on put yeah. on that facade for a second. Yeah. And then and then you can freak out later if you need to. But yeah. Yeah. but giving them that platform to know that it's a safe place to talk and mm-hmm. open up. And because if, if they don't, if we start freaking out, they feel like they've done something wrong mm-hmm. and will not continue to share. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we want to keep that line open. So I'm just going to get really real here for a moment. Right. You know, when my kids maybe do something that takes me off guard, mm-hmm. you know, I'm thinking about anything, anything mm-hmm. they do, uh, something they say that's not right or they do something. <laughs> I immediately put the reflection on me. Uh-huh. Like, I feel like such a bad parent. I should have had this conversation with them. I, how important mm-hmm. is to to step out of that in this moment and focus just on your child? 
highly important. Yeah. It's because we all have our own stuff. Yeah. I mean, our par- us as parents, we deal with um, and we need to deal with our own stuff, yes. but at the right time. Yeah. Um, you know, so in that moment, it is about your child. Yeah. It's about them just trying to get information, trying to find a direction mm-hmm. um, and needing that level headedness is really mm-hmm. important. And I know that's ideal. Easier yeah. said than done. But as much as possible. And then we can deal with whatever we need to deal with right. at a later time. Because if I were to respond in a way, if my child were cutting and I were to respond in a way of um, what will people think of us mm-hmm. or what are you doing? You're, you're misrepresenting our family. Mm-hmm. That adds more stress and pressure, which then is going to perpetuate the cycle. Is, am I right? Right. And, yeah. and when when the younger kids hear that, then they start to know exactly what they need to talk about and what they don't need to be talking mm-hmm. about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the older kiddos that hear that just get really angry. Yeah. I bet. Because now they're saying something and they they're asking for help. Yeah. And they shut down, they just get angry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you're just now tuning in, this is Next Talk Radio with Mandy and Kim every Saturday at 10 a.m. on AM 630, The Word. Next Talk Radio is listener supported. Everything we do at Next Talk um, to keep our kids safe online is accomplished through donations. To support our organization, please go to nexttalk.org and click on Give. Today we're talking with Annie Viers, a licensed professional counselor and marriage and family therapist. We're talking about self-harming. We're talking about cutting. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. What do you do when your kid mm-hmm. comes to you, which we we pray that they do right. open up to you. That would be the first step. Mm-hmm. They've told you now. Maybe you were able to hold it together. Mm-hmm. Remain calm. Remain calm. Focus on the child, yes, not, not how much of a failure we feel, even Absolutely. though yes. that's a process we're going to have to work through. Or right. even the other side of that. And, you know, it's hard to say these things, but I'm kind of opposite than you. <laughs> <laughs> when those things happen, my first thought is, you know better. You ah, should have known. We've already talked response. about this. Right. And we've had this through, conversation. We've had this conversation. You know that's not okay. Yes. It's, it's harmful. Yes. Yeah. And so that goes through my head. And my son will say, you don't have to say it, Mom. It's just on your face. And Ooh, so he knows yes. I have the look. I it's do like, too. I have been told. <laughs> yes, I've been told I have the look and I have the, the voice. Like, I have don't the do the voice, Mom. You have the look. I have the look. You have the evil look. I do. They're like, don't make the face, Mom. Don't do the voice, Mom. Because yeah. my voice will get real yeah. low and slow. <laughs> so I don't have to say mm-hmm. anything. And they feel a judgment there. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so I think multi-layered, we have to rethink the way we respond. Yeah. And then if you mess up, I'm I'm always if I mess up I'm always right away saying you know what that was about that was about mommy right you know, that was mommy feeling a certain way and I have mm-hmm. younger ones and so thankfully they're still pretty forgiving and easygoing <laughs> but you know we have to work on that because these big issues are mm-hmm. coming yeah well and I think you said you have the the little ones that are pretty forgiving you know the one thing that I'll find in my daughter because that's one thing we've talked for years about all these mm-hmm. topics and yeah. now she's a, a sophomore and and. If I go that route where I don't have a poker face, yeah. I mean, it's I, so hard. To have everybody poker. knows that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so um, she'll call me out on that, too. Yeah. yeah. If we're having a conversation, she'll go, mm mm. Uh, there's that face. And I'll go, oh, because I don't even know it. Yeah. And it's a I practice. Even, I think I'm doing good yeah. with my words, but my face is not matching. I mean, I'm matching. a therapist. I should be, you know, I do this with clients, <laughs> yes. you know. And so, I, but when you're emotionally attached to something yes. and, and you're different. in that moment with your child where they're in pain mm-hmm. well you're going to have some sort of expression we're not robots yeah yes. but you know it's something you keep that open to and saying you know what i'm 
I'm having a hard time. This is your, like you said, it, it, this is about me right now, but I want this to be about you. Yeah. Tell me more. I'm finding that asking mm-hmm. my kids to help me really helps. Yes. You know, I'll tell it's, them. like, Let them lead you. Yes. I, I, that's a great tip. Yeah. Tell us what that looks like. You know, it's, sometimes it's just us being quiet. Yeah. And really you know, listening. Yeah. And again, that was something my, my daughter you know, reinforces every now and then, even when we're not in a discussion, mm-hmm. she'll say, you know, I know you just want to fix it. And I'm like, oh, no, <laughs> what am I doing? I because I want her to not feel that way. Yes. You know, I, it's my emotional thing. And sure. so I get stuck in that habit sometimes, too, and be my, I try to be mindful of it, but yeah. sometimes it doesn't work out so well. But, you know, I just have to step back and then go, you're right. You're right. Just sit with them. Yeah. Just be sit present. with them. Be present. Mm-hmm. And you're not going to have an answer. You're not going to make them feel better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just kind of feel their pain. Yes. Like, I, I get it. Reflective. Like, yeah. like be more reflective. That's, oh, that's it. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. Meet, meet them where they are, mm-hmm. too. Just like meet them on their level. And it's really hard not to try and fix it. I oh, know. I know. It's so hard. But I, I love that to just to just be silent. Mm-hmm. Be still. Even and, if they're not talking. Yeah. Like, don't fill the silence. That's such great advice. I spent 30 minutes with my son outside the other day just sitting and being silent, and it was killing me. Yeah. Everything <laughs> in my body was wanting to talk. But he just needed silence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's interesting you say that because I know sometimes my husband will say, sometimes men just want to be in the same space as their woman. Oh, just in the same space. I like it. We don't have to talk. We just want to be in the same space. And I think that's good. I think mm-hmm. boys, mm-hmm. I notice my two boys yeah. sometimes will play basketball or will be, and they don't, they don't want to talk. Mm-mm. They just want to be in the same space yeah. with me. And so that's really good advice, putting mm-hmm. that all together. Um, and then I think, mm-hmm. like you said, being able to explain your reaction. And yes. My husband will react more with anger because he's a protector. Absolutely. And Most, many will. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And mm-hmm. I noticed it went really far for our kids. Recently, he got angry about something and he came back and round and he explained to them, even though they're little, this anger was about how much I love you and wanted to protect you. And I yeah. couldn't in that moment. And I'm yeah. scared. And I'm scared. Yeah. And I'm scared. Yes. And yeah. I'm overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. And it helps them see in their friends and in their own community, like what that mm-hmm. looks like, how it's different for everybody and yes. then in themselves too. Talking through kind of everybody's emotions as this thing plays out in your family. Mm -hmm. So we've kind of covered this. So we have a child who's self-harming. We're going to, you know, not freak out. We're going to remain calm. What are the next steps? Mm -hmm. What do we do? How do we get, how do we focus on our child and get them the help they need? I think it's assessing the situation. And that might be just you continuing to see how much you can talk with your child. Mm -hmm. If they're really not wanting to talk or they're not opening up you know, call for reinforcement, you know, whether that's a, a pastor or a youth director mm-hmm. or um, a, a professional counselor, whatever that looks like, mm-hmm. um, to be able to really help assess what's going on um, if the child's really just not opening up. Because um, we're, we're trying to get to why are you cutting? Right. The what, why behind underneath, it. What's yes. underneath all this? Mm-hmm. Because what they're is, not just going to do it typically just to do it. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so, yeah, we want to find out what's what their struggle is and... Um, and be able to address that. Because that is mm-hmm. how we're going to prevent them from maybe even thinking about suicide or going mm-hmm. down that path is right. we've got this red flag alert. Let's address it and figure out what's right. going on. And, and so many kids these days struggle with um, the lack of emotional regulation. They don't know how to regulate. They don't know how to identify emotions, yes. number one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they don't know how to regulate them. We have adults that have this yeah. issue as well. I but think I have a struggle with <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> hey, uh, you're describing me. do you have an appointment <laughs> at 2 o'clock? <laughs> <laughs> if I come late, 
lie on your couch in the group. How about that? Yeah, I think we all we can all struggle with that. And but lately, what what we're seeing specifically with the young adults and and young adults and adolescents is just a a lack of emotional IQ. Just mm. don't. No, I think there's been a lot of things that contribute to that, and mm-hmm. I could go into a whole yeah. rabbit, you know, hole that way. But, um, but we just we just don't have that um, with a lot of our kiddos, and so they don't know how to express. They don't even know what to express. Yeah. And then once they have all these feelings jumbled up inside, they don't know how to regulate it. Yeah. Um, and so cutting in those impulsive types of mm-hmm. responses. Mm-hmm tend to be, well, it's like drug and alcohol use and, you know, all these different things that kids will turn to and young adults will turn to because it's quicker. Yeah. Well, um, and I, I'm glad that you said that because I, there are going to be some kids who will open up yes. to their parents. So, and many that will not. And many that will not. So mm-hmm. you get to that point and maybe they say, I'm cutting because this, this, and this. Mm-hmm. What are some suggestions for walking mm-hmm. them through alternatives to having that emotional IQ? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. what, do you, what do you do with those feelings? It's, uh, it's talking about your own, Mandy. Like what you were saying earlier, you, talk, you can mention to your kids, this is what I do. This is maybe mm-hmm. I have a hard time identifying what I'm feeling at times. But we have to at least start from the bottom and build a foundation of knowing what we're feeling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we're not taking enough time these days. Everything's so fast. Yeah. Everything, you know, social media, it's just boom, 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 boom. And you don't, it's not slowing down enough to identify what's going on with your emotions. You know, the other day I was having a really stressful day, mm-hmm. very overwhelmed, you know, and what do I do? I get on Facebook <laughs> because I'm it's like, I need some downtime, yeah, you yeah. know, but I'm not processing what's really no, happening. Right. I'm going and then I'm taking in more stuff that's even stressing me out more because then I'm watching the hurricane pass <laughs> and everything else. And then that's building on my stress. And by the end of it, I'm like you're, feeling mm-hmm. you're really spiraling spent. instead of. And so yeah. I have empathy for our kids mm-hmm. because if I'm, you know, I didn't grow up in this era. I mm-hmm. grew up without phones. I was taught to kind of figure out my emotions. I mm-hmm. had to. You know, we, we we did. But now it's like I've reverted to this way of let me just chill on mm-hmm. Facebook for a little bit. And it yep. creates more anxiety. It's a lot of distraction. Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh, when I ask about coping skills with all ages, um, most of what I hear back is I they use forms of distraction. Mm-hmm. which can be good temporarily, but mm-hmm. it's not a long-term solution. That's good. Um, You've you got to be able to identify and learn to express them um, and giving kids some physical outlets. You know, when we're angry and we're wound up, yeah. we need a physical outlet. Yes. And and cutting and headbanging and pulling and, you know, all these harmful behaviors can be physical in nature, but we need to switch those out and find other ways. So for, healthy, like, for healthy. For healthy. Physical coping. ways. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, that's a good tip. So there's different ways you can kind of, you know, uh, brainstorm with your child about different ways. And maybe we as parents aren't really good with coping either. Yeah. yeah. Maybe we do distract and we do get into and we don't take time to really process our own stuff. Um, You know, we we can learn, too. What do you think are just a couple of basic tips maybe you could throw out to parents Mm -hmm. on um, ideas that they can give their kid about how Mm -hmm. to process those emotions? Yeah, because it's going to look differently for every child. It is. Um, Maybe like for younger ones and then Mm -hmm. middle age. Because you're going to have internal processors and external processors. Mm -hmm. I'm an external one. I like to talk. That would be me. Uh, (laughs) And all the husbands are like, no. No, thank you. (laughs) Yeah, bro. So, yeah, you have different 
kinds of people yeah. and what works. You know, when I have anyone in my office, I can't just sit and give them a list of sure. yeah. of things. I mean, I could, but um, it, a list of things that work for me. Yeah, because. It may not work for them. Yeah, so yeah. we really sit and identify what they enjoy doing, okay. what works for them. Um, are they in sports? Are they in music? Mm-hmm. Are they in what kind of brain do they have going mm-hmm. on? Um, you know, assess that mm-hmm. first and see, well, do they like to write? Some really good oh, writers. Good. Yeah. yeah. Um, you see poetry. You mm-hmm. see, you know, yeah. books. You see lots of things come out of people's struggles and pain. That's so true. Um, but sports, maybe they want to go outside and, and, you know, throw some hoops or mm-hmm. um, kick the ball against the the fence yeah. or things like that. Like if you notice your child is struggling or not, yeah. you can say, go outside. Yeah. You know, those are the things that you can start to identify to practice. That's great. So, you know, mm-hmm. maybe ask watching them when they're mm-hmm. little, noticing mm-hmm. their outlets that naturally occur and mm-hmm. their tendencies. And then when they're older, just having that conversation with them. Like, mm-hmm. what do you love to do? What makes you happy? What makes you feel mm-hmm. stress free? Does that make sense? Yeah. And just being able to expand on some of those things yeah. that they enjoy doing. But sometimes it's a struggle to come up with them. I'm making that sound easy. But yeah. um, it can it can be a challenge to to identify what they are, especially when the child has already gotten to the point where they're really shut down. Sure. Yeah. They don't sure. want to have this conversation of coping skills. Yeah. You know, that's it, it can be a struggle anyway. Um, but that's where if you're not really getting anywhere with these conversations, then you may want to connect with somebody who, who knows how to really um, get that conversation going. And if our families are in San Antonio and they want to use your counseling service, Vine Wellness Group, mm-hmm. right? And the website is? TheVineWellness.com. And you're on Facebook? We are on Facebook and Twitter. And we're uh, gaining presence on that. <laughs> You're busy having conversations. Yeah, we're, in we're talking. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much for the invaluable advice today. You're Absolutely. welcome. Thanks for having me. And thank you for joining us on Next Talk Radio with Mandy and Kim every Saturday at 10 a.m. on AM 630 The Word. You are not alone trying to figure out how to parent in this digital world. We're here with practical solutions to help you. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Find videos and subscribe to our weekly podcast at nexttalk.org. Are you ready for the next talk? Mm-hmm.